0: Late edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti with you guys from Panthers Wire. Uh, apologies for coming on here on a Wednesday, missing the last couple days. Uh, works my regular day job, as it were. A little bit hectic over the last couple days. It's actually going to be a rough week altogether. So um, apologies for that. But getting this one here, uh, squeezing us in a little bit. But appreciate you guys. Hanging out with me, Uh, as always, appreciate the support from all the old followers and some new guys. You know, if you guys are new to the podcast, welcome. I hope you guys are enjoying the Panthers, especially on Sunday as the Panthers come out with a big victory at home over the Cincinnati Bengals by a final score of 31-21 as the Panthers now improve to 2-1 on the season as they deal the Bengals their first loss of the season. Bengals now also at 2-1. and one. It was a very, very good day overall for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, started off slow, but uh, you could tell the offense really picked up as as the game wore on. Um, and, of course, it starts with Christian McCaffrey. Really, really enjoying the way they're start continuing to utilize him a lot. Uh, in the offense. In fact, this was the first time I believe in Christian McCaffrey's career that he played every single offensive snap. So really, really for me, I guess that that's kind of one of the big takeaways is that they're finally letting McCaffrey become a focal point. I mean, he he'd been a focal point for the first couple of weeks, but this was certainly more of his coming out party. Now he really wasn't involved a lot. In the passing game, uh, only ended up with two catches for ten yards, but uh, he still ended up with thirty touches because he ended up he carried twenty-eight times for one hundred and eighty-four yards, uh, longest being a forty-five yarder. Unfortunately, he did not score. For as as impressive as uh, Christian McCaffrey was, he wasn't even involved. Uh, in the scoring. Uh, but it was kind of a, a group effort in that point. It started with Cam Newton doing what he always does when you're down in the end zone. Uh, scoring on a two-yard run. Uh, Devin Funches caught a touchdown. C.J. Anderson even caught a touchdown pass. So uh, I, I I noticed a little bit too on Twitter that people were certainly a little bit upset that McCaffrey... Despite the high number of touches that he received, was still vultured in terms of uh, scoring touchdowns. So if you had Christian, if you had McCaffrey on your fantasy team, um, it, it's I guess it's a little bittersweet. You know, obviously you're happy with all the yards that he got you, but it's still a little bit of a, a bitter taste because he didn't get you any touchdowns but still you know he, he can't argue with 180 yards and again just the way they're using him all over the field now you know really getting him more even more comfortable and I, I know I keep saying it, I sound like a broken record there but it's nice to see that he's really starting to become a better runner in between the tackles in the NFL in fact I'll give a shout out to my buddy Joe Marino of the Draft Network who wrote a, a good article on on Christian McCaffrey and how he is starting to actually play like a top ten pick. So go check that out. Um, and what else? So Cam Newton had a second rushing touchdown then in the third quarter, and then uh, Graham Gano's touchdown or field goal. Excuse me, that'd be pretty good if Graham Gano scored the touchdown. But that uh, field goal in the fourth quarter started off a little slow, though. You know they they had the three and out on their first offensive drive. And then the Bengals drove the field. In the uh, the Bengals drove the field on that first first drive. A couple penalties certainly led to some extra yards for the Bengals, which ultimately ended in a touchdown for Giovanni Bernard up the middle. But again, overall, um, you, you have to be impressed with the, with the offense in this game, especially against the defense as good as the Bengals. We talked about how. The Bengals are very talented on all three levels of the defense with, um, you know, it starts with guys like Geno Atkins again up front. But uh, the, the, it seems like the Panthers did a, a nice job kind of keeping, keeping everything in check. In fact, I'm just looking... Real quick now, as we go, trying to find, you know, it, Cam Newton was only sacked one time, and they got to Andy Dalton twice, uh, almost a third time. Uh, FA Obata uh, saw his. It seemed like it was. This was like his real first action. In the NFL, and he looked like he nearly had a sack when he hit Andy Dalton, but they ruled it uh, an incomplete pass, which I think was the right call because his arm was coming forward. You know, Obada hit Dalton's arm; Dalton's arm was coming forward, but the ball did look like it was still in his hand. So, you know, not a like I said, I think it was the right call, but uh, still, uh, you, you gotta like the way FA Obada played. Very, very impressed with him. And then Dante Jackson. Listen, this and, and, and I'll take an L here. I'll I'll gladly take an L here because I was worried that because Dante Jackson was banged up, because the Bengals had good receivers, I was worried that they were gonna pick on Dante Jackson a little bit and he would struggle. Well he far from struggled. And you know he had the interception, he made some good plays, so I was I was pleasantly surprised and very impressed with the way uh, Dante Jackson played actually he had two interceptions uh, and was also also finished with seven tackles so I mean that uh, an impressive performance for a rookie a rookie cornerback you know and the Bengals still got there because I actually predicted that Tyler Boyd would have a hundred yards and a touchdown in this game and lo and behold that prediction actually turned out to be true uh so at least I can say that and I I told you guys I said when when I predicted the Bengals to win I said I I am the kiss of death so take that as a a bit of a good sign that I picked the Bengals to win and sure enough uh the, the Panthers did hold serve at home again over overall just a good day and you know, they didn't even have to do much in the air. I mean, Cam Newton only threw for 150 yards, but obviously he did a lot of damage on the ground with 10 carries, 36 yards, and two touchdowns. So he accounted, he helped account for all four touchdowns, whereas on the other side, Andy Dalton, 29-46, to 46, 352 yards, two touchdowns, but four interceptions. I mean, again, you know, because Luke Keekly had one, and the aforementioned F.A. Obada, who, again, like... You know, he, he did actually have a sack and uh, came up with an interception. So good good for O'Bada too, because, again, this was a kid, you know, we've been following his career. He was part of the International Pathway program, worked his butt off to make the 53-men roster. He had a hell of a preseason this year, definitely earned a spot on this team, and this was his coming-out party. So uh, major props and uh, an absolute fantastic story. For FA Obata, so congrats to him. And again, just a, really just an overall great team effort to get to two and one. And again, again against a very good team, a team that is still atop the AFC North standings at two and one. In fact, now the Panthers, of course, are tied atop the NFC South standings after the Buccaneers. After the Buccaneers saw the rally fall short on Monday night against the Steelers, and the Saints, in a wild game it looked like, uh, beat the Falcons in overtime. So now you have a three-way tie atop the NFC South. Buccaneers, uh, Saints, and Panthers all sitting at 2-1. Uh, tiebreaker right now does go to the Buccaneers with the best uh, division record, as they've played. They've only played one division game, but of course they won it. That was the Week One thriller against the Saints, uh, and then the Saints would hold the second spot in the division at w- with a one and one division record. Panthers, of course, at zero and one with the loss to the Falcons, who right now are sitting at the bottom of the division at one and two. At least now the Panthers will get a little bit of time to rest because we are entering their bye week. Uh, Downside, of course, obviously, is it's very early. It's only week four. Uh, I know there's, I would imagine there's some teams and players that generally don't like to have their bye week this early in the season because now this means the Panthers will play the next 13 weeks afterwards. Uh, leading up into the playoffs. and then of course, if they make the playoffs, that would be fourteen in a row. So that's that's the downside with having the early bye week, but they'll 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 try to bounce back. They'll get ready now for the New York Giants at home in week five and hopefully you know we'll get to talk to uh, Patricia and them over at locked on Giants when the time comes obviously this week it's just going to be about you know we'll talk some news that comes up uh, and then maybe some uh maybe we'll try to get some other topics going you know because bye weeks are obviously always fun trying to figure out what to do but um but again overall very very impressed with the way the panthers played on sunday so a nice way to go into their bye week So, again, a little bit of time to rest before they they venture into the NFC East. Because, actually, their next three games are all against the NFC East. They've got the Giants at home. And then their two road games against the NFC East at the Redskins, Week 6. And then at the Eagles, Week 7. And then home against the Ravens, Week 8. And then they're back into the division, Week 9 against the Buccaneers. Thursday night game, Week 10 at the Steelers. And then they wrap up uh, back half of the schedule at Detroit, Week 11, home against Seattle, Week 12. Then back-to-back road games in Weeks 13 and 14 at Tampa Bay and at Cleveland. And then, of course, the backloaded division schedule. They've got their two home games back-to-back in Weeks 15 and 16 against the Saints and the Falcons. The Saints, of course, is the Sunday night game – or Monday night game, excuse me. And then they wrap up at New Orleans – Week 17. So that's the road ahead for the Panthers. Um, real quick, you know, we'll talk about, run through real quick the snap counts and a quick glance at some of the player grades. But before we do that, of course, I want to thank one of our great sponsors for the Locked On Network over at VividSeats.com. Now listen, guys, I'm, I'm like you. I, I love... Having a night out, I want to go with my friends, maybe see some concerts or something. You know, I actually missed an opportunity to see Cole Swindell last night in concert, who was about maybe half an hour from where I live. But nonetheless, uh, it's always good to get out, see your favorite concerts, see your favorite sports teams, whatnot. And if you use Vivid Seats, they're going to help you live those experiences Get to be able to see your favorite sports teams and whatnot, and save a little bit of money in the process. And who doesn't love saving money when going to a sporting event? Here's how you do it: You go to VividSeats.com or you download the Vivid Seats app. And if you order two hundred dollars or more, and you're a new customer, use the promo code Locked On. That's one word: L O C K E D O N. Use the promo code Locked On and save twenty dollars off orders of $200 or more. So again, use the promo code LOCKEDON on the Vivid Seats app. Again, you can either go to vividseats.com or use the Vivid Seats app. Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience. So again, for new customers of Vivid Seats, Go to the App Store or Google Play. Download the Vivid Seats app or go to vividseats.com. Use the promo code Locked On and receive $20 off orders of $200 or more with Vivid Seats. Make memories that last a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Also, too, a quick note with the Locked On Network. Uh, one quick note about the Locked On NFL. Hey, Locked On NFL is becoming everybody's favorite daily national NFL podcast. Join host Matt Williamson on Mondays as the local experts bring you the biggest stories of the week. On Tuesdays, it's former NFL quarterback Sage Rosenfels joining Matt. Wednesdays, it's Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus Thursdays, it's Mike Sando of ESPN, and Friday is where you can get Matt's picks. That's the Locked On NFL Podcast with Matt Williamson.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So as we jump back into it quick, look looking at the snap counts, we'll run through them real quick. Uh, so 67 offensive snaps for the Panthers, and the following players played all 67 of them. Taylor Moten, Christian McCaffrey, Tyler Larson, Greg Van Roten, Cam Newton, Chris Clark, and Ryan Khalil. So, again, obviously, all your live and playing every snaps, and obviously the quarterback, Newton. But, again, for the first time, Christian McCaffrey also playing every single snap. So, good to see that. And then it was uh, Ian Thomas and Devin Funchess each playing 52 snaps. 44 for Torrey Smith, 39 for Chris Manhertz, 33 for DJ Moore. Uh, That was another... Takeaway I, I had, to is uh, the extended action for DJ Moore. It's good to see him get involved. In fact, he played more snaps than Jarius Wright, who only played 26 snaps. Alex Arma with 17. CJ Anderson played three. Obviously, he made the most of those three snaps. And Amini Silato- Silatolu also got in at two snaps at left tackle. Uh, grade-wise, we'll just run through some of the top guys. Moten. Top in the list at 83.5. Hey, Taylor Moten's really been impressing the guys at PFF, hasn't he? He's been getting high grades all season long, so that's great to see. Uh, Cam Newton, 75.9. Funchess, 73.9. McCaffrey with a 72.6. Uh, but was also graded out with an 84 in pass blocking, so that's good to see. And then CJ Anderson rounding out the top five with a 65.9 in his limited action. And then rounding out the top ten... Uh, Ian Thomas 63 3. Ryan Khalil at 62. Jairus Wright 60.3. Amini Sialetola with a 60. And Alex Arma 59.5. And then Chris Clark 57.3. DJ Moore 56.3. Van Roten 55. Smith 51.2. Larson 48.6. Manhurts 46.1. On the defensive side, in terms of snap counts, out of a possible 65 snaps, James Bradbury and Shaq Thompson played all 65 snaps. 61 each for Dante Jackson and Mike Adams. Luke Kuechly played 58. 43 for Colin Jones. 40 each for Mario Addison and Captain Munerlin. 37 for Kwan Short. 36 for Dontari Poe. Kyle Love, 32. Vernon Butler, 30. David Mayo, 29. Julius Peppers, 29. Brian Cox, 23. Rashawn Galden, 22. Wes Horton, 22. F.A. Obada, 19. And Jermaine Carter, seeing his first bit of action with three snaps. Uh, grade wise, top in the list was Luke Keekley. No surprise there. 89.3 grade uh, with four tackles. Uh, I mean, gr- good. Good grades all across the board, except for pass rush, but, you know, we'll let that slide. <laughs> uh, short, also with an 85.6, so a pair of defenders with an 80-plus grade. Uh, Love, 79.6. Addison, 74.2. Jackson, 73.9. Obada 68.4. Thompson, 66.1. Carter, 63.5. Bradbury, 63.1. Butler, 62.5. Poe, 60.4. Monerlin 59.8. Golden 59.3, Adams 58.7, and then down from there, Horton 46.7, Peppers 42.1, Jones 34.9, Cox 31, Mayo with a 29.6. So there's the uh, PFF grades for the Panthers for week three of the regular season against the Bengals. But again, you, you have to be impressed, you have to be happy. With the performance overall, again some minor slip-ups. You know, didn't really come out of the gate hot, but they picked it up as the game wore on. And again, putting putting up 31 points against the defense like the Bengals is uh, a very good takeaway for me coming out of here. So great to see the Panthers now at two and one. Again, good momentum uh, going into their bye week on a high note. Hopefully, they can keep this up as they come out of the bye week uh as they're back home again week five against the new york giants uh before i wrap things up here i want to thank one of our other great sponsors here at my bookie listen guys i help you out a little bit when it comes to making picks you know i, I do the picks on friday sometimes they're good sometimes you get minnesota buffalo but in any event you know it's always tough to say who's going to win but if you guys think you know who's going to win, then you got to check out my bookie because remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. So that's why I always tell you guys to bet with my bookie because they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. I would only recommend a service to you guys that's been good to me, so you got to check out my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over/unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. So listen up, guys. My bookie is slammed with new betters, and they want to give everyone the best best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. So join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKED ON to activate your offer. So again, visit MyBookieOnline today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. And again, if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 by using the promo code LOCKEDON and add 25 to the end of it. So that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and then the number 25 all in one, no spaces, nothing. It's LOCKEDON25. So I don't know about you guys, but I think I'd wait till after the dinner and take the extra money. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL draft. Check out mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: So as we wrap things up here on the locked on Panthers podcast, again, two, two and one tied now atop the NFC South standings. Um, and looking at the rest of the standings, you know it's really everybody's all grouped together except for, of course, the LA Rams who are just on a, a fantastic start at three and zero. You know, I, I know it's early to look at standings, but uh, it is interesting to see where where teams stand. And right now, the Panthers are actually the first team out of the wild card right now. As you have. Rams at 3-0, and then Tampa, Chicago, and Philly are the division leaders at 2-1. And your wild cards right now are Washington at 2-1 and New Orleans at 2-1. Because uh, the tiebreaker with that is Washington wins right now on conference record, as they are 2-0 in the conference. And then the Saints and Panthers both at 1-1. Well, actually, I'm sorry. for. Let me go back. Because he actually used divisional tiebreakers first, to eliminate all but one team in each division so you would actually break the tie between new orleans and carolina first and again new orleans has the better division record right now so carolina's out so then between washington and new orleans washington is 2-0 and then new orleans gets the sixth seed so right now Carolina's sitting seventh in the nfc standings but again certainly uh, a long way to go and a lot of opportunities again they you know, in, in a couple of weeks they play the Redskins, so they can catch them. They still have the Eagles to play. They still have both games against the Bucks. They've both games against the Saints. So still uh, a lot of opportunities left for this team to make some noise and punch their ticket to the playoffs. But that'll wrap things up here on this Wednesday edition. And again, sorry for being late. I was at least you know, glad I was able to squeeze this in for you guys in the middle of what's going to be a, a hectic week. For me, in terms of my regular day job, but we, we'll be back next time to talk more. And you know, you know, it's not like we have a game to preview, so obviously no crossover this week. But um, you know, we'll, I'm sure there'll be plenty of news to discuss, and we'll pick and prod. And, and again, Friday, of course, we'll have the picks for the games that are going on in week number four. So until next time, Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire. Thanking you guys so much for tuning in. As always, really do appreciate it. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And keep it locked here on the Locked On Podcast Network and keep it right here with me, Bill Rossetti, on Locked On Panthers. Until then, take care, my friends. Oh, and before I forget, uh, one more note I wanted to talk about with the Locked On Network involving our sister channel, Locked On NBA. You know, Locked On NBA never went away and is still here for you every day. Locked On NBA is your daily national NBA podcast. Every Monday, get the local experts on the biggest story and then stay with Locked On NBA all week long with daily 30 minutes on everything going on in the NBA. Follow for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Or tell your smart speaker to play podcast, Locked On NBA. And with that, now we'll wrap it up. Uh, Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Take care. We'll see you next time.